bam, bam, bam. Right, Honorable uh, DJ, over to you. Uh, thanks very much, Honorable Chair and Honorable Members. I want to put it on record. I agree with you, by the way, that uh, when uh, we are asked to provide names, we should do so. That one I agree. I think uh, my colleagues should have done that and also mention my name. I'm not aware that I'm implicated in anything. I'm not aware. I must be honest with you. Uh, this matter, uh, I'm also not, not party to the doctoring of a document that was provided to the chair. This matter was initiated by me, the investigation. I have not received the report. The report that you are speaking about, I have not received it. So I think uh, I want to put it on record. I have also not been implicated uh, for matters of corruption in the past. I have not. I think uh, if you have, you can bring it to me. I can deal with it from a legal point of view. I just want to clarify, to put it on record, that uh, I really am not really party to the submission of information that is wrong to this committee. I want to apologize if really it happened. But as my colleague has clarified, the electronic version that has been submitted, it didn't scratch, it does not scratch, my name is there. I think uh, procedurally it will be dealt with legally if really I'm implicated, because I'm not implicated according to me. Your explanation is going to cause various problems, because if the documents were sent, Ben will check for us. Over the colleagues, unless I'm the one who didn't get it, but I did not get this. We received I've, I've the full batch of yeah. information. Our our support team was very diligent. We the whole weekend we were flooded. We you know I was at the soccer game, but even then emails were still coming through. Yeah, so this one colleagues was not part of that batch. I have not. And DJ, why I raised that? Because this is not an opportunity to. To, to try the case. It's not for us. It's not for us. We're not going to get involved in that. But if the DDG says he sent information to the committee without you knowing as the accounting of, then that on its own is a problem. Because the accounting authority go. And so all the information we have received, should have received, and so on, comes from you. That's why in the last meeting and today I'm insisting that you should be the one to direct an individual to so-and-so respond because they are responding on your behalf. The bug stops with you. So it would be surprising who the reporter we asked and it was sent to us. Even that on its own is a problem. Yeah. So, because I, 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 I just wonder, Lungesa, uh, please make copies of this urgently for members. I, I, the legal opinion and the legal advice at whose direction was it was it sought? Not yours. Ninga, you see, Minister, I'm, I I hope you are born in Tlegelele. I can only call it in Tlegelele. I think that's the right term. In Tlegelele. Yeah. So, all right, let me, on the then Minister, I'll hand over to you. Then I'm going to give you a bam. Yeah, way forward. Honorable Swart, last one. No, I, I think, Chair, um, the DDG was still talking 
when you stopped him. I wanted to hear the part where he was saying he wrote a note to the minister. Right here. He was talking. He didn't finish the sentence. So in other words, he's meaning that he asked permission for, from the minister to scratch out the name. I just want to hear what note did he write to the minister to ask what permission. Because in my previous comment, I said your unit needs the SIU itself. It's corrupt on its own, your unit. You are investigating corruption, but you are corrupt on your own. Because, like you are saying, Che, if you have sent this report to Parliament and the accounting officer has not seen it, and the minister then says that she is working on a process with the presidency on charging the DG or what must happen in his instance because she does not have the powers to discipline the DG. Then it means you on your own here are playing hide and seek with each other. The driver of the train does not know that his license is about to be uh, uh, taken from him. You sent it here. You then scratch out. You then say that is your copy so that your colleagues don't see it. Which means that the DG is not an employee like everybody else in the department. Because the four people you have charged is uh, open secret. There's nothing wrong with their names being anywhere. But with the DG's name, there is something wrong. Which means that what you are hiding is that the DG has not seen the report. That's why you are scratching his name. And that's why his name couldn't come out of your mouth when the chairperson requested you to name the implicated people in the funeral contracts. You name everybody else, you leave out the DG, you scratch out his name, you do everything else. The only time when this thing stands on its two feet is when the minister mentions the DG's name and then explains to the committee what process is in place. What I need him to respond in chess is when you are saying he wrote to the, a note to the minister. I want to know what he was saying in the note to the minister because he's trying to tell us some Fiji Fiji again. Hey. All right. Um, quick response, DDG, because uh, I want to tell Thank you, you uh, Chairperson and, and a member of the committee. Uh, and DDG, I still await the information from you. Yeah. Yes. Chairperson, I, I wrote the note to the minister uh, invoking the issue that the DG cited in the report. But my feeling is that the minister should raise that, not not me as his subordinate. So we were being open, letting us actually prove that we wanted to raise it, but the minister should be the person to raise the issue of the DG. That's what it was about. The gentleman next to you was reading the names with you, right? I don't want to butcher his name. It will be rude of me to do so. Because there's another person cited in that report who's here. Is that you, sir? It's you know I've handed that thing too long. Yes, it's fine. Oh, right. There's that gentleman there at the back, so that we don't leave here with an impression that it's just the DDG who cited who's here. The gentleman's also there. I do right. Well, colleagues, let's give the minister an opportunity to uh, briefly uh, make uh, comments, and then we will. Yeah, over the day the report is 
six months old. The, the, the report was signed off on in July by the DDG, and the minister signed off on the report on the 28th of January. So there was six months from when the DDG had it. Uh, with what happened in between in the written responses, they were, uh, were, yeah. so that there was that six months, and then now there's something. Would also by end of March, about legal has said something. So all parties who signed on the report fully understand the content of yeah, the report the, the, and the, people implicated. The DDG and the minister's signatures appear on the report. Right, Minister? Over to you. Chairperson, um, can I just say we had to pay the people who assisted us in doing the report, which is PwC. And I also wonder who signed off the payment to PwC if it didn't go through the accounting officer. Um, I don't want to speculate here, uh, Chairperson, because I respect the committee. I would like us to give us a week to go and document these things chronologically, what has happened and when. When was the report signed off? By the time a report gets to me, Chairperson, there is a route form where it must go, it must also go to the deputy minister, it must go to the DG, and I will check that route form whether they follow that route to bring it to the DG. Um, but since the DG say he was part of the initiation of the report, the question then also, did he not go and ask about the report? Because this thing became an issue in January when it was raised in the Sunday Times because somebody had leaked that report to the Sunday Times, and then we, we, we had to respond. Um, I certainly think that the uh, assistance to um, that scope, I understand my responsibility is just to report to the president. I think it will be helpful if, if you can also assist to find out from the presidency what next and how is, is he going to respond to it. Um, <coughs> And then, um, again, you know, we will come back to Scope. You've given us 14 days. Uh, we can commit to the 14 days to come back to uh, uh, um, Scope. And then I think Scope will deal with the issue about lying to the committee. In fact, there was no need for the DDG to inform me that the DG is involved. In fact, I raised it with the CFO next to me and said, but they're not giving the full names to the committee. Um, I raised the CFO next to me, and then he sent a, a note to me, because I was aware I've read the report. So, Chairperson, some time from the committee, and then we will certainly respond to you properly in writing. Thank you so much. All right. Colleagues, <coughs> we are going to suspend the other elements. Uh, of the hearing which would have related to the PMT DDG on the Kimberley Hospital. Uh, thank you, Chair. The hospital under question uh, is not a public works national uh, project. Right. Yeah. I think in, in short, I will leave it there. And we'll probe it further. Mazambane, it was your question. All right, let me just say the following, uh, colleagues. Here in this committee, we are blind. We don't see individuals, we don't see office, we just 
only look at information and our North Star is the Auditor General. The basis of our work is what the AG tells us. And then we move from there. If it was a polygamy, the AG is the principal wife. So that's the basis of our work. And the AG's findings are of concern to us, and that's why you are here. Minister, you have got uh, 14 days to update us in your interactions with the presidency. In the meantime, I will write to the leader of government business to inform him of today's uh, realities so that the matter can be raised if necessary at Cabinet. I will interact with the House Chairperson and the Speaker on this matter, as the Committee has directed. Sisintombi, uh, I will request that you set up an appointment for me with Parliamentary Legal Services for them to give us advice after they've looked at the transcript of today, particularly this section and to also look into the matters of this report so that we can make a determination as to whether the people cited or not should be suspended or not. Because as far as we are concerned, unless the legal opinion of your department states otherwise, there should be no delay to effecting the disciplinary processes of all five persons implicated in the report. So we are not going to negotiate uh, with that. As far as we are concerned, all five individuals by their respective uh, immediate supervisors should be suspended. That should what, that's what should have happened. That's what should happen. But we will adopt a Hambagatli approach and we will get the necessary advice. And when we receive it, we will communicate it even if it's before the 14 days to express ourselves on the matter so that we bring this issue to a logical legal conclusion. So colleagues, I will, I will trigger those necessary consultations as a matter of agency on this matter. We will look at a date once those matters have been cleared so that we can complete this hearing because there's still the issue of contract management and the PMTE that we have not uh, uh, done which we will have to uh, uh, conclude on as a matter um, of agency. On the issue of the, the document, I want to repeat, the members of the committee had not received the document, nor had they seen it, up until it was handed over to me in the form that it was, and so that was the first time we had sight of it. Um, but our administration will go back to our records and check so that we are on the same page. Be that as it may, it is wrong by any measure or standard to alter documents or to scratch out information on documents. Unless you have, you want the, the document declared classified, and then go through your processes. So, 
I really plead uh, with you, uh, Minister, to move with the necessary speed and agency on this matter. We will still have to revisit the issue of the 30 days. We still want the information on the cleaners, as was uh, spoken about in that, uh, that, that, that process. I think what is evident, colleagues, is we will have to adopt this department. So we are just adding a lot of options. Too many adopted departments and entities because people are not doing the right thing. And I just want to say, you see, yes, we may have our hierarchical issues, but the DG in any department is the first amongst equals. So it's not above everybody else, and particularly when it comes to, to oversight and accountability. So protect him elsewhere, not here. Tomorrow, a uh, minister... We are to deal with the ESCOM matters. Uh, we have communicated with the, the lead of government business on the issues you had raised. So that will be uh, tomorrow. And then, uh, colleagues, we are meeting at 9 tomorrow here in V454, Sistombi. And then we come back tomorrow evening at 6, 6.30 for ESCOM matters separately. So, colleagues, in the absence of any other matter, I think let us leave this issue here, <clears throat> and then I will report back to you tomorrow morning uh, on how far uh, things are. <clears throat> Here's my concluding sentence. It is clear that Parliament may have erred when we took our feet off the pedals on rigorous and stringent oversight on this department because the revelations of Nkandla Gate were an indication of the extent of the rot that prevailed in this department. It was not new that invoices were inflated and all sorts of shenanigans. So clearly we are back to uh, square one. On that note, the meeting stands adjourned.